and welcome to a brand new episode of Plotty Time, the podcast where we three gamers discuss video game stories in detail, necessary and appropriate backlash. On one side of the table, we have Chump Slap. He would make outrageous claims like he invented the question mark. Sometimes he would accuse chestnuts of being lazy. <laughs> side of the table, Dr. Scientist. There he goes, one of God's own prototypes. A high-powered mutant of some kind never even considered for mass production. Too weird to live, too rare to die. My name is Baba Scotch, and as I always say, vampires don't do dishes. <laughs> Let's play that theme song. Are you kidding me? The guy asked for something spooky. Is it a gun that sucks balls? I'm the farting demon in this relationship. <laughs> I'd be an awesome rich person. You're both just an exactly. God, I'm awesome. We're talking Tom Hanks and his vehicle. Yeah, I had my finger in my mouth waiting for you to finish. You gotta get four balls or something? Like dick piercing? <laughs> no, you know damn well I'm fucking that demon. It's still sexy. <laughs> How could that be close and not be right? Yeah, I'll just kill some random dude. Wishes Welcome back to the Plotty Time Podcast. Uh, the podcast that goes over games and we're the most accurate that's ever existed. <laughs> Let's start where we always start. Dr. Scientist, what have you been playing, watching, doing? What's going on with you? First off, I think Chump Slap used that quote before. I didn't use it. No. Somebody might have. I thought that, too. Uh, and secondly, I always, every time I hear it and I never say anything, but I think you're severely underrepresented in that intro, Papa Scotch. I think you have like two lines. I don't know. I'm going to have to listen to it now. I think I have this one. Zach Moo. That one's definitely <laughs> <laughs> I don't want... I love it. <laughs> I want it as a ringtone. Zach <laughs> Or at least a notification. Yeah, just one new text. Anyway, what have I been watching, playing, doing, huh, you say? I think he said that. Well, uh, I saw the new D&D movie, Honor Among Thieves, I believe it's called. Yeah. With Chris Pine and Michelle Rodriguez. You don't need to know anything about D&D, right? No, I mean, it helps. It's just like an adventure movie. Yeah. Can you explain what it is? Because I've seen like the poster and that's it. It's 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 just a Chris Pine. He's like in this group of adventurers and they go to steal something and they get caught and they get put into prison, whatever. And one of the guys escapes and then they get out of prison and they start to go find their old partner to get all their stuff back. And his kid, his kid is being taken care of by and they go find him and he's like super rich now and has other things and. It's basically Chris Pine trying to get his kid back in a D&D world. Oh. And they chase after things, go to this. God, we need this thing to beat the guy, but we don't know where it is. We got to go here to figure out where it is, and we can go find it. And It's D&D adventure. It was a, all right. Just fantasy. Does it take place in the D&D world? I mean, the D&D world is anything you want it to be, but it does take place in Faerun, if that's what you're asking. Yeah, that's well, what he was asking. <laughs> I, I mean, like... Is this a situation like where people are playing the board game outside of this story, like a Jumanji situation? It's not a board game, bro. Whatever. Tabletop game. Okay. (laughs) Tabletop RPG. There you go. Uh, I mean, it could be just an adventure, basically. It's actually about the people. It's not like Jumanji where they go into it. Yes, yes, yes. I didn't understand the question. I think that's what he was saying. Yeah, it's not like something where... The story is actually about people that live in our present time and they play the tabletop RPG and get sucked into the world somehow. Like it's all a story that could be happening as like a D&D campaign. Yes. Okay. In the D&D extended universe. So it's kind of like a period piece, sort of? Yeah, I guess you can call it that. I just call it fantasy adventure. Yeah. Yeah, okay. I mean, it could easily be done without the D&D name and just be a, yeah, exactly. a fantasy story. Gotcha. That makes sense. Yeah, it was all right. 
A lot of table setting there. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Yeah, I get it. All right. But yeah, if, if you like D&D, watch it. And if you have nothing else to do, watch it, I guess. I finished up the show uh, Copycat Killer. It's a Korean show I was watching about a guy who goes around killing people. Yeah, did you bring it up before? Yeah, I finished awesome. it, though. The ending was pretty good. It was a lot different than what I expected. Oh. Okay. Out of good, different, field. or bad, different? Uh, good. You kind of figure, like, the first couple episodes, you don't know who the killer is. And then about halfway, they show you who it is. And the guy who's investigating it kind of knows. And he's trying to figure out if he can actually prove it. Okay. Ooh. And it, it, it gets really good. Uh, I, I, I recommend watching it if you kind of like crime drama stories. It's not true detective level, but it's still good. Hmm. Okay. But it's not like a, a docu-series, right? It's just a fictional story. Yeah, yeah. It's made gotcha. up. Right. And uh, the only thing else I did this week was watch speed runs of Shin Megami Tensei games, which are like four hours long each. Dude, I did the exact same thing. I know. What the fuck's the Shin Megami Tensei? It's a series oh. of RPGs, turn-based RPGs. How do you speed run turn-based RPGs? That's got to be annoying. Uh, I'm sure it is. <laughs> do they still count down the time if like the computer's doing moves? Or is well, it only like when you're playing it and doing inputs and stuff? Because sometimes they pause for like cutscenes and stuff, right? Oh, that all counts. Okay. It all counts. Okay. If you can't skip it, yeah. So if you can't skip it in a speed run, you have to watch it's it. A pause. The only thing that doesn't count is load time, right? Uh, those usually count. That's why they all play on the same versions. I don't, I still don't, I don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> it's such a complicated world. Yeah. I'm not ready for it. I know, right? But if you got like six hours to spare, watch a speed run of an RPG. They're always good. Oh, yeah. I'm not doing anything. Fuck it. Yeah, why not? I got six hours to just kill. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah? ZP, why don't you tell us how you killed your time then? Oh. Well, I will. Thank you for asking. Uh, played more Infamous 2. Oh, how far did you get? Really got into it. I think I still need to... The Beast is here. Mm. It's almost at the end. Yeah, I think I need two more blast cores. Oh, snap. Pretty sure it's two. Who'd you which way did you go? Nyx or uh Quo? I went with Quo because I wanted the ice jump. Yeah, the ice jump makes it so much better. Because after a while you just get annoyed of slamming the X button to climb things. Yeah, yeah. But I will say I'm very surprised at how long it takes to get annoying. <laughs> yeah. I mean, like it's it's kind of fun for a while. Once you get the ice jump, it's and then right when it's starting to get annoying, you get the jump power and then like, oh, this is way easier. And like the upgraded hover thing where it like pushes you up a little bit at first. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's a great game. It also runs really well on uh, the, the PlayStation Now service. That's good. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's right. You, so, you numbed it before, though, huh? I numbed it way back in the day, so I'm not getting any trophies at all for this. Oh. I'm just, I know, he's, he's right? grown up. <laughs> yeah. it, that's what I was thinking. I'm like, I just want to play it. Like, I don't yeah. need to have an incentive. Yeah. Just cool. play it. Have fun. And if you get bored, stop playing it. And if you enjoy it, finish it. Yeah. Wow. That's. Uh, I know yeah. these sound. These are very normal things for healthy, <laughs> healthy people. But in my sick brain of well, if it doesn't have trophies, I'm not going to play it. It's a big step. Okay. Yeah. Cool. I'm proud of you. Thanks. And then I also played a little bit, not too much, like barely any of Far Cry Blood Dragon. But man, that game rules. <laughs> <laughs> That's the the neon like, yeah. 80s one, right? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was that. like a DLC for Far Cry 
three, I think. Yeah, we covered it in this podcast. Go listen to the oh, episode. Oh, yeah, it's a good episode. If I remember, we gave it a very favorable score. Uh, probably. It. Yeah, it was a good fucking story, too. Loved it. Uh, Far Cry 3 Blood Dragon, I gave nine. So I don't know what else you gave it. Fucking a lot. <laughs> I gave probably. it 13. 13? No, he didn't. He's just making that up because he doesn't know. just making it up. I'll watch it be a 13, dude. I went with my gut. <laughs> dude, that's fucking sick. You're not far off. You gave it a 14. Ah. <laughs> Still very impressive. I gave it a 17. Ooh, that's a 40. That's higher than anything we did this year. <laughs> we weren't, weren't as jaded then, man. No, <laughs> this was perfect. That's exactly what we would give it now. It is. It's, yeah, apparently. Well, this was September 10th, 2020, so we were still very much in a pandemic. <laughs> When Good times. I remember those times. I wasn't working. It was, oh, it was great. Gas was like a dollar a gallon because nobody was going anywhere. Oh, it was so good. We need another pandemic. I know. <laughs> I can get so many video games done. It's, it's funny to me how, you know, a big work from home revolution happened and then everyone kind of, well, a lot of people went back or went back in like a hybrid thing. Yeah. But then all the people who were essential that had to go into work every day. Are like, like can us? You fucks? Yeah, they're like, can you fuck stay home? Because it was so much easier getting around. Dude, it was so awesome. I loved it. The roads were always empty when I went to work. Always. That's so awesome. What the hell was work, man? Was, <laughs> forget about it. And uh, I only we also only worked four days a week. We worked four ten instead of five eights. Yeah, nobody ah, was doing so shit. So much better. So much better. <laughs> All right. I dream for those pandemic days. <laughs> that we're talking about what I watched. Uh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> we watched... Uh, National Lampoon's European Vacation. Hmm. I don't remember the European one. No, I remember Christmas because I've watched that like every year since and for twenty years around Christmas. But uh, I didn't remember European Vacation at all. Is that is, is that made in the nineties or am I confusing it? With, I might be confusing it with like Road Trip, National Lampoon's something else. But no, this is I think the eighties. They go to they they go the Griswolds go on a game show and win like an all expenses paid trip like a two week trip to Europe mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. that sounds familiar yep. yeah they go to like uh, London they go to Paris they go to I think Rome there's a couple spots yeah it's just them having the big ones all around Europe yeah they get their car stolen they get involved in a kidnapping plot somehow it's very silly yeah it's it's fun but it's not as good as Christmas Vacation right okay uh, then I watched the second season of Ash versus the Evil Dead. Rewatch? Yeah, rewatch. Um, nice. Saw it uh, years ago, but now I'm watching it again with the wife. And uh, Years ago? Isn't it only like two years old? Yeah, it came that's... out in 2015? Really? I think it ended in 2018. Time flies. Dude. Yeah. I'll tell you what. Man, go back to those pandemic days. <laughs> but, uh, it's a great show. If, if you like it, uh, the Evil Dead series, which we've been talking about a lot lately, if you like the Evil Dead series and you like the silly versions with Ash, or even if you don't, if you just like the gore, like it's worth watching for sure. Yeah, cool. I really enjoy it. And then I watched like one or two episodes of What We Do in the Shadows. Oh, oh so good. shit. So That's good. like a, you just reminded me that thing existed. <laughs> I know. And it's, oh, it's, it's just as good as you remember it. Go back, watch some episodes. It's so good. All right. And then the last show I watched is a new one that I'd heard about from a podcast. Have you guys heard of the show Royal Crackers? Royal Crackers? Is it about ducks? No, it's about... uh, Oh, yeah, yes. It's a cartoon that's on HBO Max and it's... Or HBO. And it's basically about a family who... uh, The rich patriarch, they're kind of like, he's about to die, he's on death's door, and they're all 
like angling to get his fortune and fame and his spot on top of the board of a cracker company called Royal Crackers. Oh, sounds hilarious. Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> I thought it was fine. I didn't think it was great. The one son in the family is in his early 40s, and he was Don't, in a... I can't relate. <laughs> <laughs> well, he was he toured the country in a band called Taint, which was a new metal band. That's like oh, Limp Biscuit. Nice. So all his references are new metal from the early 2000s. Oh, I'd get along with that guy. <laughs> It's pretty funny. His guitarist is like, uh, he has like a, all this white makeup and the black eyes, like that guy from West Limp Bizkit. Yeah, like he said he looks exactly like him. Yeah. And I guess two of the band members have already passed away from what do they call them? Heart attacks. It's, it's autoerotic association, but oh. they call it like yank something. I don't know. It's not that great. It's, <laughs> it's a fine show. I I hope it. There's a couple funny moments in it, but. Yeah. All right. <laughs> Ringing endorsement. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna finish it because I watched half the episode. So maybe I'll finish it. They're like 20 minutes each, whatever. But I don't know, it could be better. But let's let's talk to you, Sir Trump Slap. What have you been playing, watching, doing? What's going on with you? Well, playing. <sighs> Not much. Oh, I did play a little more Ghost of Tsushima. Oh yeah. Yeah. Did you beat okay. it yet? I think I might pick it up this week. And just beat it. Just go through the story. I feel like I'm overpowered. There's barely anything to upgrade anymore. And I'm like half the map, maybe, if that. Interesting. So maybe I'll just finish it and just fucking go. Just fly through the story? Finish it up? Yeah. Because I'm like kind of I'm bored with it. But I keep getting sidetracked with side missions. Why? Why? <laughs> you know? Nice. It's just a waste of time. Watched a, a few movies. Though. Anything good? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I watched two Martin Lawrence movies. Similar. Oh, so we're good. Blue Streak, we, which we talked about. We sure did. A few mm-hmm. weeks back, it was a game. And uh, National Security, where okay. he plays a guard who's trying to be a cop. A security guard? Yeah. Him and Steve Zahn, you know. Oh, the tag team. It's classic. And Blue Streak's Luke Wilson and fucking Martin Lawrence. Steve Zahn rules. Man, I don't remember those at all. I think I've seen Blue Streak. You didn't watch, uh, God damn it, it's not Nothing But Trouble. But what was that movie he did with Tim Robbins? Nothing But Trouble has John Cusack in it. Oh, what did he do with Tim Robbins? I don't know. The one the one where... He does... So I remember movies. this very specifically. Tim Robbins comes home. He sees his wife cheating. Basically oh, is like... Oh, yeah. And he tries to carjack him or something? Yeah, then Martin Lawrence is like a criminal. He tries to carjack him. He's like, you want this wallet here? And he just throws it out of the moving car. Yeah, he doesn't when he just keeps driving, anything. he like takes him hostage, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly. And then it turns out, spoiler for a movie we don't even remember the name of, uh, it turns out that it wasn't his wife, it was his wife's sister and her husband boning down when they just got into town. Yeah, so it, yeah. it oh, wasn't yeah. his wife cheating with his boss. Of course that was, was with his boss. The only, the only things I can remember Tim Robbins in right now are The Player and... Uh... That's about it, because I can't think of the other one. I <laughs> Hudsucker Proxy. Oh, I mean, the Shawshank Redemption, guys. Come on. Oh, well. Well, yeah, obviously. Those don't count, man. Wasn't he in, like, a, oh, Jacob's Ladder? Yeah, he was. He sure was. He was he's was. he been in a billion things. Very, very perfect. Uh, Arlington Road, High Fidelity. Nothing to Lose was the one you are talking about. Yeah, yes. There you go. Shit, yes. no, I'm going to have to watch that for next week. 
Dude, Tim Robbins is like two feet taller than Martin Lawrence in the picture, at least. Dude, Martin Lawrence, I think, is a short man. I'm not 100% sure about that, but he plays opposite Danny DeVito in a movie. And Danny DeVito looks down on him. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm just saying, they don't look that much different night. Speaking of Danny DeVito, did you guys see that they're making a new uh, Haunted Mansion movie and Danny DeVito's in it? No. It's like it's being done by Disney, and I think it's more like geared uh, towards kids, but it looks pretty fun. Hmm. I, I might watch it just because Danny DeVito's in it, but I don't know. Wasn't he in Dumbo, too? Yeah, Fair he point. was the ringleader, I think. Yeah. Fair point, sir. Never saw that. But anyway, yeah, Martin Lawrence, fucking great. Genius. Good shit, man. Comedy genius. Way ahead of his time. That's why it's so good right now. (laughs) (laughs) So Tim Robbins, by the way, is six foot five. Okay. And Martin Lawrence is five seven. See, I knew he was short. I don't think five seven is short. It is kind of short. I don't think shorter than me is short. Yeah, shorter than him is short. I'm the perfect height at 6'2", but, you know, whatever. I think 5'7 is the perfect height. <laughs> I wonder why that is. There's no airplane seats that are uncomfortable. You got nothing's uncomfortable for me, man. <laughs> nothing's uncomfortable for you? No, nothing. Except the hat that fits his head. Oh, I didn't say nothing's impossible. <laughs> but, yeah, I don't know. Watch those movies. Watch anything with Martin Lawrence in it. And then I watched Howard the Duck. Another Tim Robbins f- flick. Oh, yeah. Good call. <laughs> I did. It feels... Was it supposed to be a parody at the time? Or did, does it feel like it's a bad parody now because of what it was? Uh, it's probably not aged well. No. There's some... Yeah, I'm sure there's some a lot. shit in there, but... It felt like if someone tried to make a shitty 80, 80s movie now, that's exactly what they do, is Howard the Duck. Right. Re- I mean, I remember seeing it as a kid, like a little kid. Yeah, yeah, same. And being like, this is great, because, you know, I was a fucking child. Yeah. But I, I've always wanted to revisit it, and I just never did. It's got to be bad, right? It's terrible. It's not worth watching. But if you do, <laughs> just, like, think, was it a parody? It feels like a joke, but I know they put a lot of money, and it was supposed to be a serious movie. The early days of the MCU. Yeah, seriously. Is it the first one? Probably. Nah, it was probably like 70s movies. Yeah, maybe, but... Oh. But yeah, I don't know. Don't don't bother with that. Go watch a Martin Lawrence movie and leave Howard the Duck alone. Even though they're probably going to make a new Howard the Duck movie. Didn't they tease him in one of the... Yeah. Guardians 1. He was also in Guardians of the Galaxy 3, but... Oh, shit. Weird how that would come off. I think he was playing poker. Do he look like a n- normal just person? Just like a fun cameo, not a... Yeah, just a fun cameo. Yeah. All right. Well, yeah, that's all I did. I just watched that shit. All right. Well, then, if that's all we watch, let's go ahead and move into the plotty time vibe check. Ooh. Ooh. What's in the news or what's a rumor or what's happening with crypto? I don't know. It's just a vibe, man. It's some type of vibe. There we go. Terrible. <laughs> Cut that out. <laughs> Wait, I think I have another. Hold on. I got. Uh... Oh, Ooh. that's fun, right? Yeah, that's Metal Gear Solid. Yeah, I was going to say. And there's also this. This is my favorite, I think. <laughs> Yep. <laughs> <laughs> It'll never not be funny. It's classic. Exactly. <laughs> He's going to record his own farts this week. <laughs> Those are. <laughs> no, especially not the reverb fart. I've heard that on YouTube quite a bit. That's nice. this one. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll do it again. Thank right, you. Great. Thank you. So, did you guys see the May 
PlayStation Plus update that's coming out. No. No. Uh, starting on May 16th, which is obviously already in play. You can go get them right now. <laughs> uh, Ratchet and Clank, Rift Apart, Dishonored, and a whole bunch of other games are coming. Oh, snap. Watch Dogs Legion, Tomb Raider Definitive Edition, Rise of the Tomb Raider, Shadow of the Tomb Raider, The Evil Within 2, Soundfall. Okay. Bus Simulator 21, that's a good one. Are these all the uh, extended service you pay for, the PS Now crap? Yeah. Yes. Okay. They're the ones that you can play for streaming. That's worth it. Okay. And then if you're a premium member, you can get Ghostbusters, the video game remastered, which is I the th- PS3 one they redid. I think I bought it for $9. I played it. I don't, I don't think you guys did, but I played it when the remaster came out, and I really enjoyed it. I thought it was really good. Yeah, I could play that again. Fuck it. And I, and I could finally play Rift Apart, even though... Care. <laughs> That's only PS5, I guess. Yeah, man. Good shit. But I like to see that their service that they have now that they've already had people paying for it, they're still delivering some good stuff there. Yeah. I mean, thank God. Now, uh, Didn't they just get rid of a bunch of shit, though? They got rid of the... Uh, when the PlayStation 5 first came out, they had a PlayStation Plus Classics package you could download. Uh, and they gave you like okay. 20 free games with it. Yeah. All right. Like God of War. There's a whole bunch of them. Yeah, you could have still put them in there. They're still in my library now, but just can't play them yeah yeah exactly i i have them all in my library but half of them i already bought and played yeah seriously there's also some really fun news coming out of activision again that doesn't involve the merger oh Oh, yeah does it involve sexual abuse call of duty no it's just uh well i do have news about that but which one i was going to talk about how they're hyped about ai and how it could be used in something like a new guitar hero neat to do what to write songs that's no nobody wants to play to procedurally AI. generate button presses. I mean, they do that already. Oh. Explain this to us. Oh, gosh. <laughs> That's all he knows. <laughs> I was I wasn't reading the article right. Look, deflect, deflect. <laughs> okay, I, I bought myself some time here. <laughs> there we go. Um, I think the way he's talking about it is like an optimization and like. Uh, automation aspect like instead of having someone program every note into something like a new uh, song it just can automatically use ai to plot it out can't you do that without ai it's like called right a, now is it called a computer program yeah <laughs> like, what the fuck? well yes it's just one is that he's thinking that ai will be a heck of a lot faster of doing it like okay. and really because he's a, you know a business guy he's thinking oh i don't have to hire anyone i need yeah, to do this. yeah i hear him i hear you kotek I think it's an interesting discussion to have about like AI and the speed of processing and, and the role it may play in video game development, just making things happen faster. Yeah, but does it need to be faster for something like Guitar Hero? <laughs> hey, man. No, no, no. I mean, sorry. Like when you're building a game, like instead of making all the environmental aspects, you can put in like a feeling or a vibe and it'll just create and spin oh, an environment. Oh. And they'll do like the legwork for you and then you can just fine tune as you want. Yeah. I guess. Whatever. Who cares? AI is going to take over the world soon. Right? Right, guys? Yeah. At least video game development. I, that's my theory that it's just going to... But then it's going to come down to, instead of being like, well, if I have these 50 developers and they're all using this, we'll get the game done in like six months. But it's going to turn into, well, it's a fine if it takes a year and we only use 10 people. Yeah. Well, it's a productivity thing that yeah. will just hurt people who want to make video games. Yep. That's the future. But also with Activision, do you hear that they're actually doing another Call of Duty this year and it's going to probably be Modern Warfare 3? Oh, you're going to play it? I might. I might. 
I don't know. If they lied to us and said there wasn't going to be one this year. Yeah, they lied and said there wasn't going to be one. And I guess the rumor is that they have been developing like basically a DLC for Modern Warfare 2. Some kind of large expansion and just, you know, not calling it a numbered entry. Yeah. I guess it's getting so big that they're just going to make it Modern Warfare 3. So they weren't going to release a game, but they were going to release it, but it wasn't going to be called a game, but now they're calling it a game. Yes. Right. My theory was always that they weren't going to release a main series. They were just going to keep supporting Modern Warfare 2 for all the multiplayer stuff, Warzone, and then do a Zombies game. That's what I wanted to see happen. That was just Zombies. Yeah, you wouldn't shut up about it. (laughs) I know. I wouldn't. I did minisodes about it. No, yeah, I remember. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, this new version will have a Zombies mode, so look out for that. Yeah, we'll see. Yeah, but how much... Whatever. Dude. I just want to get into it. It's fun. Yeah, I'm excited for new zombies, but that's really it. Like, multiplayer, I don't play campaigns. I probably will play because I like shooting stuff. But hey, if I'm going back and replaying games I've played before or other stuff from previous generations, maybe I don't have to play Call of Duty every year. No, because it's going to be exactly the same. Right, so why can't I just play through Call of Duty 4 again? Why do I need to buy a brand new one when I can just play through a game I already own? Yeah, if you ain't playing multiplayer, why even bother? Yeah, I mean, I'm still going to buy this for zombies, but maybe after that. Yeah, yeah, I, maybe I next it. year we won't be, yeah, yeah, I'm with you. Yeah, maybe someday I'll break these bad, hey, I'm already playing games just for fun now. Look how <laughs> that amazing. Come, guys. It's absolutely amazing. <laughs> right? Like, who knows? The future's so bright. It's either br- blight, blight, <laughs> bright or bleak. I wonder when he's going to start Elden Ring. Yeah. It's all money in the bank. <laughs> I told you, he had those things written there. It's not I still even do good. have Elden Ring I haven't played yet. Yeah. By the way, I'm coming around the soundboard, guys. I think this was a great idea you guys came up with. Yeah, I think so. We knew it. It's the most accurate podcast ever, man. Killing it. Thanks. So that is all I got for the Plotty Time Vibe Day. Vibe. So how about we get into the game here? How about it, guys? Let's Go do it. Let's it. get it. Get um, at it. Right, fantastic. So this week, as you can tell by the episode description, we are playing a little PS3 gem slash Xbox 360 gem called The Saboteur. (gasps) Saboteur. A game that made me realize I have a hard time spelling the word saboteur. (laughs) Yeah, thank God. Thank God it's only in the title. It was released December 3rd, 2009, which is extremely close, if not the same date as another game we recently did. So this... Movie and this song are going to sound familiar. Oh, interesting. Hmm. But I think uh, Bentley's back from his trip, so we can get him in here if you guys want to hear the song. If you guys are ready. Yeah, yeah. Sure. Hey, guys. How's it going? What's up, Bentley? I want to hear Bentley through a voice modulator. Oh, you do? Let me see (laughs) if I have these. He's got these buttons that glow. Let's try it. Hey, guys. guys. Hey. Amazing. Yeah, that's pretty sick. <laughs> 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 wow, that makes Bentley sound <laughs> weird. <laughs> wow, this is weird. All right, well, let's go ahead and sing this song. <laughs> well, in New York, concrete jungle where dreams are there's nothing you can't do now you're in new york the 
streets make you feel brand new. Big lights inspire you. Let's hear it for New York. I don't know who it is. Bruno Mars? What? I did Bruno Mars? I just went somewhere. I don't know where you went. I thought, oh. th- thought I'd be talking a lot more. Was it Bruno Mars? Yes or no, Bentley? Answer the fucking hey guys, question. Sorry, sorry, sorry. What was the question? What happened? Yeah. Uh, my guess was Bruno Mars. No, no, it's not Bruno Mars. I can't. Is it New York? No, the song is not called New York. New York State of Mind. You're very close. It's called Empire State of Mind. Oh, that's it, yes. By Jay-Z featuring Alicia Keys. Right. I don't remember that. Number one movie in the country. Do you guys have any idea? On December 3rd, 2009? Probably. If you give me a tagline. This is one we've mentioned very recently. It doesn't help, man. It probably doesn't. But when I read you the... Actually... I, I pulled the information I had from the first time we did it, and it was before I did the tagline, the synopsis, so I just have clues. Mm. Here we go. The White Savior film was an Oscar-winning turn for lead actress Sandra Bullock, where she plays an old Miss graduate for the second time in her career. Oh. That one where she... Blindside? Yeah. That's correct. You did the blindside. <laughs> That's the answer. You got, I got to use the correct bing. See? Oh, is that what that is? That sounds like it's hotel more of a, room. Yeah, it's like, more like that. Like, hey, where is this fucking guy who's supposed to be standing right yeah. here? I mean, I can just make everything air horns if you guys want me to. No, that's all right. Like this? Yeah, that's, that's a better correct sound. Something like that. This day in history, December 3rd, 1910, was the first public display of neon lights. Ooh. Ooh I remember yeah. that. Yeah. yeah, and Las Vegas said, give me every single fucking one you got. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't part of the trivia. I'm just, you know, yeah, just, it's just clever. Yeah. It's just a zeitgeist <laughs> comment of the week. Yeah. The people thought it was funny. See? <laughs> see? They loved it. They sure did. Gave it was released power. for PS3 and Xbox 360, developed by Pandemic Studios Ooh. and published by EA. It is an open world action adventure, single player blow up sim. And Dr. Scientist picked it this week. So how about you uh, lead us into it, Dr. Scientist? Tell us what it's all about. Is uh, that a technical name, Blow Up Sim? Yes. Okay. Oh, was it? Interesting. Uh, well, the game opens up with a dude in a bar in Paris. His name is Sean Devlin. He's your main protagonist through the story, the one you play as. Mm-hmm. Sure. And uh, he's drinking some adult beverages, and an annoying guy sits next to him. And he's like, hey, man, I heard you hate Nazis. <laughs> and he's, he's like, yeah, so Whatever. And then he eventually ends up calling you a coward, and uh, he's like, hey, man, join the resistance and fight these guys. But first, prove it to me. Yeah, everyone's doing it, dude. Yeah, so he gives you a basically, a, I guess, an, a mission to induct you into the resistance, and it's just to blow up a fucking ammo depot. Or is it pet, it's petrol depot, sorry. Yes. So uh, you beat up some Nazis, you parkour up some buildings, and you blow up this thing. I... <laughs> I wrote down one of the quotes in here because it made me laugh. He's like, make a little explosion because Nazis are trained to investigate explosions. <laughs> awesome. Well, that's some good training. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was thinking. Awesome. <laughs> but anyway, you blow up this this uh, depot and uh, you just go back to the bar and you're in, you find out the guy's name is Luke and he's the head of the resistance. He's like, man, it's good to have you aboard. And then boom, cuts to a black screen says three months earlier. <gasps> Ooh, Did you happened? mention what your name is? Sean Devlin, yeah. Yeah. Okay, I'm sorry. I wasn't paying attention. I was playing with the soundboard. Yeah, I, know, I know. <laughs> Zach Moon. <laughs> it wasn't me. It was the soundboard. I know. It makes it funnier. It's, it's great. Somehow it's funnier. Yeah. All right, um, anyway. Anyway, it cuts to 
three months earlier and you basically find out that you're a professional driver and this your friend uh vittore who's kind of like your mentor i guess whatever yeah he has a car and he's gonna he and he uh puts you in this race and you're gonna go racing it make a big name for yourself going to germany so uh you and vittore and your friend jules and i can't remember his last name and his sister veronique yeah all head out to germany to bring this car and enter this race you eventually get to the place where the race is, and you go into a bar, and uh, some dickhead walks in, and he's like a famous race car driver named Dierker. A bunch of stupid things happen, blah, blah, blah. Sure, sure. There's a bar brawl, whatever. You run outside, and uh, Sean runs into an old flame of his named Skyler. Fuck buddy. Yeah, basically, that's what they make it sound like. Yeah. She's like, you got to get out of the cop's way. Follow me. So you whatever. You get run right away. Then there's some hanky-panky with Skyler, and then it goes to the next day. And uh, you start the race, and during the race, Dierker, the dickhead German guy, shoots your tire to win. Mm-hmm. Which He's is, not a cool dude. No. No. The superiority of the German race is trying what he's proved here, but he cheats to win, which I don't get. Anyway... Vittori, like afterwards, you're like, I'm going to go fuck him up. And Vittori's like, no, man, you can't do it. I'm not letting you at him. And then you're like, all right, I'm just going to fuck up his car because they're going to show it off tomorrow and it won't be anywhere. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. He's driving off a cliff, bro. <laughs> <laughs> and Skyler warns you, he's like, don't fuck with Dierker. He's going to be mad and you can't get caught and whatever. So Jules is like, I'll go with you. So you and Jules go and uh, break into this compound that Dierker's at. Which I believe is called Doppelsig. Yeah, whatever. Sure is. is Something it? like that. No, I don't know. I, I think it is. But uh, you break in. You find his car. I guess you hotwire it. I don't know. I don't know how cars in the 40s work. I think they just said buttons you push. Maybe. I think he just yelled at him and they started. Okay. Yeah. That sounds about right. And uh, you steal his car and you drive it off a cliff. Oh, sick. But uh, you get caught by some soldiers and get knocked out. This is the first knockout scene. So you wake up to uh, your buddy Jules getting tortured by Dierker. Mm-hmm. And he's like, hey, man, tell me who you're working for in British Intel. And he's like, I don't know what you're talking about, man. And then he comes over and asks you. And he's like, whatever. And he's like, well, if you're not going to talk, I'm going to shoot Jules. And he shoots Jules right in the head. Boom. Oh, no. Right there. Right in front of you. <laughs> and uh, you, like, break your chains and attack Dierker. And you kill a bunch of Nazis and you eventually escape. But uh, you get to uh, outside the thing and you find the Gestapo's attacking your friends. And you're all like, hey, we got to get out of here. Let's escape to Paris. Okay. It'll be safe there, guys. Yeah, yeah. There's no way the Germans are going to take Paris in a couple years. Not at all. But uh, you eventually escape to Paris and you tell Jules' parents that Jules is dead. And you're like, I'm going to get revenge. And that kind of cuts to black. And of course, as anybody knows, the Germans take Paris. <sighs> Yeah, sure <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's wild, man. When was that? Like, when you went to Germany to do the the race, right? It was like three months ago. Yeah, there were plenty of Nazis around. So were Nazis already? I think they were already invading Poland at this point and Norway. I assume so. It was 1940. Yeah, I don't know why you're all okay with doing a race. I assume it was around three months before they invaded France, which wouldn't be. They Paris fell to the Nazis on June 14th, 1940, so it would have been March-ish. Yeah. 
Marchish, but anywhere between March and June. But I guess you're safe in Paris. So uh, that's the origin story behind our protagonist, Sean Devlin. Mm-hmm. He vows revenge against the Germans for shooting his friend. Okay. So uh, then it cuts back to the future, and Luke, it cuts to you and Luke, and Luke's like, hey, man, you're great. Thanks for blowing up Nazi shit. And uh, Veronique's there, and she's like, hey, you're just going to piss Nazis off, and they're going to be coming for you. And you talk to Vittori again. And, oh, no, the Nazis took Vittori. Yeah, because of the full. Oh. Because the fuel depot exploded. The fuel depot exploded. So like, oh, we got to cut down this resistance. And for some reason, they took Vittori. Well, he's probably the biggest biggest threat. Yeah. So uh, you got to save him. And there's a mechanic here where you steal uniforms and people don't know you're a Nazi. Mm-hmm. And you sneak into the compound. You eventually see Vittori there, save him. And Luke gets shot. And he's, he's like, well, the bombers are coming. Let's go. So you escape with Luke and Vittori. And they take you to the resistance headquarters. Blah, blah, blah. And you have to do some stealing and trading for antibiotics and stuff to save Luke. That's where you meet Santos. Yeah, Santos. Yeah, You meet Santos. He was like a black market dealer. Yeah. He always has you run jobs for him to get things you need. Yeah, trade contraband for... Yeah, contraband for antibiotics or yeah. fake papers, whatnot. Now, I don't know if you know this, Dr. Scientist. I don't, have, any, have any of us played this? I have not played it. No. No. I have not. Um, is Santos also just like another vendor in the game, or is he just like a mission giver? I, I think he's just a vendor, too. Well, he's both. I yeah. Think. Well, he, yeah, he gives you missions, because you have to do missions to get the shit that yeah. he's selling. So. Oh, yeah. Yeah, because he, he's like, you do this for me, I'll give you what you need. Yeah, he's both. And so you go back to the resistance, and they're like, hey, man, you need to prove yourself. Go break out some foreign legion soldiers that are in the thing. We'll get more allies if you do this. So that's what you do. Break into this German thing. Break out a guy named Le Crochet and all his friends. <laughs> the Crochet. So yeah, oh, you're looking better and better. You're making allies to try to join the resistance. Right. Mm-hmm. And then this scene happens where Skylar shows up and is like, hey man, let's have a drink. And you're like, all right, I'm going to get laid. But nope, she drugs you. Oh no, she dropped a Mickey in his drink. Yep. And you wake up, and there's a dude in front of you who's extremely British. And he's like, <laughs> his name is Bishop. Of course it is. And he's like, I want to recruit you for something. Do a favor for me. I don't know why. Like, why would you try and recruit him without knowing what, whatever. Yeah, just some random guy. It's like, hey, just get this thing for me. Yeah, I think it's also weird that you had a, like a double cross that wasn't really a double cross it was more like a we're gonna knock you out so you can uh not come see, meet my boss yeah yeah well so you don't know the way yeah but i mean it's still kind of unnecessary yeah, yeah. it's i don't know it makes you think that she's gonna be extremely evil but she's on the britain side which are the good guys so uh he explains that uh if you do a favor for him he'll wipe your record which they don't really explain too much of how you have a record and you're not allowed back in ireland yeah they don't go into that really do they Maybe in like other side yeah. missions, but but he's like, I'll clear your record and uh, I'll tell you where Dierker is if you go steal a box from a graveyard full of Nazis. And you're like, all right, I guess I'll do it. I was gonna do that anyway. Yeah, <laughs> really. <laughs> so Sean gets uh, an outfit. He goes and sneaks into this mausoleum full of Nazis, and he finds the box that uh, Dierker wants. And uh, curiosity gets the best of him, and he opens it. Oh, it's Marcellus Wallace's soul. Yeah, isn't it? it's exactly what it is. <laughs> oh, they just said in his backstory that he was wanted by the Irish government for a number of crimes. Yeah, I didn't think they. Uh, yeah, they don't tell you what. I think he was like a gangster back home before any of this happened. 
I thought he was a race car driver, but yeah, maybe he's a moonshiner. Maybe. maybe? Did, did they need to moonshine? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know shit about Iron. Hey, I mean, it was over in the U.S. by the forties. <laughs> yeah, you're right. That's a good point. Yeah, but he did something bad. Yeah. But anyway, he opens it up, and it, it is just a glowing thing, and they don't show you what it is. No. And uh, Skylar shows up, who's apparently been following you this whole time, and was like, well, she was going to pick you up outside. She's like, it's smart if you just forget what you saw. And yeah, he's like, all right, let's carry this big box out of here. And uh, you give it to Deer, or Bishop, and he's like, did you look? And you're like, no, 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 there's no way I would have looked. He's just like, like you said, it's none of my business. Yep. And then he's like, hey, Deerker's in town, you can go get him, which is... A really shitty way of say, of coming through on your promise here. Yeah, he's over here before he flies yeah. away. Go get him. Yeah, I hated that. It was like, oh, I know I said I would give you Durker, but he's actually less than a mile from here. Go get him, buddy. Yeah, it's not even like... <sighs> Bishop is a dick. Mm-hmm. You know what he gets? He gets a... <laughs> yeah, fuck that guy. And uh, <laughs> while we're at it. <laughs> so... You're like, all right, I'll drive a mile away and break into this Nazi hideout to find Dierker. And you do. And Dierker kind of like, there's shots fired and you end up on a Zeppelin and you fight with Dierker. And Dierker jumps off with a parachute. And then the Zeppelin starts going down on fire. And it kind of just cuts to a scene where you're coming out of water. Yeah. You're like, oh, I crashed in the water and Sean survived. They never really explained how that happened. No, it's pretty lucky. It's like he came to on the shore almost. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I even like there must have been something cut out from the video so I checked other videos to see and it's like right at the end it just cuts right to this scene hmm. so uh, I guess that's not a great way to have your story go but it's never explained how he does it but you live so eh. and then there's a scene where Vittori's like scolding you he's like you can't go for revenge it's not what you're doing and I, don't, I wish I would have wrote what he says because all I wrote was you're a dick about it no. <laughs> so I guess it's just like I'm gonna go revenge all I want I don't want to help people <laughs> I don't get this part because it was like he had the choice. So, and Luke was like, this resistance is, is bigger than your bullshit. Yeah. And he's and like, no, my bullshit's bigger. Yeah. It's like, if we don't pull this off, a lot of resistance members are going to die and the Nazis are going to like really secure their foothold in Paris. And then he's like, sorry, I got to go take care of my bullshit. Yeah. He's <laughs> like, that's not why I'm here. Yeah. And yeah, he comes into Luke and Ver- Veronique drink, and he's like, hey, there's cells who are want to join, and uh, we're going to send you to see if uh, they'll join. So you just ask him and convince him to join us. Which, yeah, the guy who's not really all into the whole thing. Yeah, it's yeah. Like, go ask other people to join. Didn't really make much sense to me either. Yeah. I was like, why are you sending this guy who nobody's going to know? Go send an Irishman yeah. on behalf of France. Mm-hmm. Whatever. So, so you go, and they're like, hey, uh, Santos, you go to Santos to try and get papers to go through some checkpoints. And he's like, hey, blow up a German convoy for me. And you're like, all right. So you blow it up, and he gives you the things. So then you get to this cell, and uh, I believe you meet Margot here. Yeah, Margot. And she's like, hey, uh, all you got to do is prove to us that you are on our side, and uh, we'll join your fight in the revolution here. Well, resistance is more. Resistance. Yeah. It's like, go save our guys from the Nazi camp, which you're like, all right, that's what I'll do. Fine. So you go and save Bryman here, who's a member of her gang. And she's like, all right, we'll help you in the resistance. So you go back to Luke and all kinds of other stuff, blah, 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 blah. He's like, oh, well, we got to do some more stuff against the Nazis. Let's blow up a siege gun. Why not? Yeah, sabotage the Nazi cannon. 
<laughs> that's what I heard. <laughs> that's what you do. So you climb up on top of a building and you sabotage a Nazi like anti-aircraft gun. Oh yeah, it's like an asinine large cannon on top of like a a corner tower store of some sort. Yeah. yeah. So you do that, and then you get to Bishop and he's like, "Hey, uh, do you know why Jules was killed?" And you're like, "Well, because we drove a dude's car off a cliff." And he's like, "No, they were killed because uh, they thought you and Jules saw too much." And he kind of explains here that the place you broke into and drove the car off a cliff was actually a German atomic fission research lab. Of course it was. Yeah, which is amazing that you could just jump a fence and go steal a car from. Yeah, because if you were spying, you would definitely drive a car off a cliff. Yeah, yeah. To drive attention to yourself. Yeah, I thought that was interesting. Like, they never put it together that, oh, this is this is just some asshole in the wrong place at the wrong time. Yeah, he, yeah like, he didn't know the guy he shot's fucking wheel. Yeah, and... Whatever. Yeah. So. Well, they still broke into a government, a military yeah. research place, but still. But. but like, Sean Devlin probably has this whole history of racing. Yeah. And I could see where like Durker and the Germans would be like, oh, you're a spy because we heard of English spies around here and you were on the grounds of our super secret project that we know you know about and they're spying on. Yeah. But in reality, you just get dragged into this because you were in the wrong fucking place and you decide to trash his car. Yeah. Yeah. Because you wanted to have a little drunk pal around with your buddy. Because you wanted to have a a little comedy and drive some guys right? off, car off a cliff. Right. I like it. I kind of like how that develops. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I no, I, I do. I, I like how it's like... Just wrong place, wrong time. Yeah, just wrong place, wrong time. You killed his buddy trying to get information. Eventually, I'm sure Durker was like, fuck this guy. I don't think this guy knows anything. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like, well, I, I'm a Nazi. I got to keep being evil. You know, that's what I, that's what we do. And then Devlin's basically like, oh, you just fucked with the wrong dude. And then makes it his life goal to destroy every Nazi, including Durker in Paris. Yeah. <laughs> I like the way, it. The way I, you I put like it, it made there. it much better than in my head. Right. Well, it doesn't have to always be like you're the one-man army hero guy. This is yeah. just a guy that's like, I know explosives, and I hate Nazis. Let's do this. Yeah. So uh, they also explained to you that a, a German scientist is defecting to their cause, and uh, he's going to be on a train. So we're going to board the train, blow up the train, but save the guy from it and make them think he's dead. Perfect. Makes total sense, yep. man. So that's what you do. You jump on this train and you get to, you eventually fight your way through the train, killing a bunch of Nazis. And you get to Dr. Kessler and he's like, are you Dr. Kessler? He's like, are you the guy from trying to get me? He's like, yeah. And he's like, ha ha, I knew it was you. And he gets up to shoot you. And there's a fight. You end up killing him. And then you find the real Dr. Kessel tied up in a closet. <sighs> Fucking Nazi trickery, dude. Yeah, the Nazis almost you know had you. You're like, come on, we got to save you. Put your papers on that guy so they think it, that you're the dead guy. And we'll jump off this train. So you jump off the train. You're like, all right, we got to hide Kessler. And we'll take him to Luke and he'll figure it out whatever. But then uh, as you're driving there, Dr. Kessler's like, "You got? I'm not going to do anything for you guys until you save my daughter. Who's held by the Germans. They're forcing me to work so I can get my daughter back. So you got to save her. Okay. Yeah. And they try to say no. They're like, nah, fuck you. And he's like, well, I'll just kill myself then. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> I can just leave. Yeah. And then there's some talk of Skylar and Luke here of joining up between Britain and the uh, French resistance and trying to stop the Nazi advance, blah, blah, blah. Historical stuff. Makes sense. And uh, once again, you do some bullshit for Santos. And uh, you have to earn trust of the next group, which is Duval Mingo. Oh, the yeah, southern yeah. rebel leader of Paris. So when they want to have like a three 
group leader meetup. Yeah. And Luke. Or, and Sean. Yeah. Some guy who really doesn't care and the three leaders. (laughs) Makes sense, Mm -hmm. dude. And they're all meeting out in the public. Yeah. At night. Yeah, just in in an occupied state. What? Yeah. No, just like in the middle of a courtyard under a huge public statue. Yeah. 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 In the middle of an occupied city. Mm Mm-hmm. So guess what happens? Do the Germans find out? Yes, the Germans ambush. Not the Z's. You nailed it. (laughs) And uh, blah, blah, blah. Eventually, everybody escapes, and they go, and they all have a meeting. And uh, they tell you that they hatched this great plan, and there's a great Nazi Grand Prix that's going to happen, and you're going to race in it. (sighs) Makes sense. I can pretend I'm a, a German. Yeah. They're like... Hey, I know you don't really want to do it, but guess who also is going to be in the race? Not the Nazi race car driver. Yeah, the Nazi race car driver. Oh the guy he's been looking to get back at the entire fucking game? Yeah, it's oh, amazing. Not, not only can I beat him at a race, but I can get back at him too. <laughs> oh, sweet. And he's like, uh, go see Vittore. He has some stuff. And he's like, well, guess where our car is? Oh my God, it's here in Germany? Yeah. Or no, in Paris. A man named Eckhart has it, who's kind of like the German leader. I guess he's above Dierker. And he's like, let's go steal it and get it back. You're like, all right, so you steal it. Do some stupid mission, killing Nazis, whatever. Sure. And uh, like, I know how we can hide this car from everybody. Let's paint it red. Oh, sick. So you do. I love that. Like, we have this famous car that everybody in the racing circuit knows about. It actually has its own name. The yeah. Aurora. The Aurora. <laughs> the Aurora. And they're like, all right, well, we can't use the Aurora. Everyone's going to know it's the Aurora. They're like, I have an idea. Let's make it red. <laughs> yep. Nobody will know. Sick. Stupid Zs. <laughs> Stupid Zs. I got tired of writing Nazi out, so I just called them Zs from here on out. So then uh, you also, while you're waiting for the race, you're like, all right, let's go save Kessler's daughter. We know where she is. We're going to do it. So you break into another Nazi compound. Save Kessler's daughter, Maria, and save some resistance members, and you blow up some bullshit, and you unite the Kesslers, and then all of a sudden the Nazis attack the, the resistance headquarters. Oh, shit. And of course, the, they followed you, they couldn't have, blah, 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 you fight off some Nazis, some explosions happen, and eventually Luke and Veronique are there, and like, we'll hold them off, you guys escape. So everybody else kind of escapes through the back while Luke and Veronique are holding off the things. Blah, blah, blah. I believe Luke gets stuck under some rubble here or some bullshit, whatever. I think that's after oh, that might, that they like go to the catacomb base first. Yeah. Oh, okay. But anyway, you uh, go there and you find Luke and he's like, guess what? They captured Veronique, but I got away. Yeah. And Sean's like, well, we got to save her. And he's like, no, we can't. We have to let her go and we have to stop the Nazis with our plan. This is more about and, the resistance. Yeah, and Sean's like, no, screw your plan. I'm going to save my friend. Again. For the second time, like, I'm, guys, I'm dealing with my bullshit, not your yeah. little Yeah, like he's, he, how many times does he have to say it? <laughs> yeah, he's he's very consistent as a character, I'll say right, that. yeah. It's, I don't know why they would still go through the whole plan, because they're like, just invade your place. Like, oh, they got to know the plan, right? Or they just You'd know. you think. Yeah, I would think so, but they don't seem to think so, so well, they whatever. just thought he, he was followed there, so they don't think oh, maybe, a, yeah. a mole yet. Then you uh, meet up with your old buddy, Bryman, and he's like, hey, we'll set up some wiretaps. Here's some Nazi shit, blah, blah, blah. But eventually you, uh, he tells you that they find out where Veronique is, and they find out that there's a turncoat. Mm. 
And Interesting. We call them rats. Yeah. Where I'm from. There's some elaborate plan to like take over Zeppelins and stuff and save Veronique. I didn't even write down what it was. It was a dumb plan. Yeah, it was. He's like, really? You're going to make me go in there in yeah. a Zeppelin? But it works. Yeah, so. so you, yeah, yeah <laughs> it does. I'll give him that. And he's some zep, zip lines, I believe, are involved. Yeah. And whatever. But eventually they break into this, the prison and save Veronique. She was about to be executed, actually. Yeah, she. I believe a guy was executed right next to her before they saved her. Yep. And then eventually save her, go back to the headquarters, and uh, Luke's like, oh, man, it's good to see you. Yeah, she's all cool with it. She's like, I know, Luke's, Luke's all about this resistance, so yeah, yeah. can't blame like, him. Whatever. And he's like, hey, Luke, there's a turncoat in the ranks. And he's like, hey, man, nothing we can do. We got to go through with the plan, which I even wrote seems pretty dumb. But mm-hmm. <laughs> And then there's like, let's load the car with explosives, and we're going to blow it up, and that's going to be the symbol for the, re- the rebels to attack. So you got to go in this race, win. And he's like, I ain't racing. Fuck that. So then eventually they're like, well, Vittori's going to race instead. Yep. Someone's got to race, guys. Mm-hmm. If you're not going to do it, Sean, then it's got to be Vittori. Yeah. So uh, right before the race starts, Sean and Vittori are talking. And he's Sean's basically like, nope, I'm driving. And he KOs Vittori and he takes over the car. KO! And I even wrote here, isn't Dierker going to know who this guy is? That's what I thought, too. He's trying to pose as a German. Yeah, first he you, he shot your tire out in another race. And then, and then you attacked him in the Zeppelin. I swear, he, I think Dierker's like face blind. <laughs> Maybe. It's the only thing that makes sense. Yeah, right? So then there's this bullshit with the race. And uh, during the race, Bryman gets attacked and he's like, oh, whatever, blah, blah, blah. You win the race. You drive the car right at the guys and you blow up the car under the Eiffel Tower, but you jump out just in time. Yeah, you think you're going to kill Dierker with that, right? Yeah, but it doesn't do it. No. Nope. And then... uh. You find out that Santos was the one betraying you all along. Really? He, he ends up like, guys, Wait, just give stop. up. <laughs> I honestly didn't expect I'll it. get better at the cues, guys. I'll get better at the cues. No, I thought it would be somebody else. Yeah. I, but then, yeah, it makes sense. Santos was a prick to begin with the whole yeah. time. Yeah. Well, he was kind of just a black arms dealer. But. Well, he also said several times during the game, like, he also sent you on a mission to blow up Nazi cigarettes so he could sell cigarettes to the yeah. Nazis. I guess maybe they just paid yeah. him better. Yeah. Maybe something like that. Doesn't matter. But anyway, Santos is the traitor. And there's a, the attack on the re- resistance. And this is where Luke gets captured under the passageway and all the rubbles on top of him. Yeah. I think, didn't you miss Vittori getting killed? Oh, I just put he was hurt. I think he dies. Oh, whatever. Yeah. He does die. Yeah. And the Kessler's get and taken And they steal too. Kessler's back, yeah. Yeah, because uh, I skipped the line, I think, because it was even that line where uh, after he blew up under the Eiffel Tower, he saw a guy recording it and said, put that in your fucking movie. Oh, yeah, that was good. Oh, yeah. But yeah, yeah, Vittori does get hurt. The castles get taken, and that's when you find out Santos is the traitor. Yeah. And the passage collapsed on Luke, and Veronique is a tearful goodbye, and he's like, nope, just just save France. And yeah. uh, shoot me in the face. <laughs> yeah, that's great. <laughs> He's like, no, I will crush under pressure. Yeah, it's like I will fucking spill you all saw, the guts. You saw what Dierker did, man. Just kill me because I'm not. I'm gonna. I'm gonna There's no more plans, though. I know. I, like, what, what's he gonna say? I guess he could give people up. I guess, but yeah. But uh, oh, but that's such a good point. Like the plan's happening. Yeah. Like, <laughs> and he's stuck under rubble right now. Yeah. I mean, he could give up names, I guess, but and. And Sean's like, no, man, I can't shoot you in the face. And Veronique just fires the gun right in fucking Luke's face. I wonder if some of that was like, that's for not coming to get me. Well, she <laughs> said, I can't, keep, I can't be compassionate. Nazis aren't. Yeah. Still, I mean, now as we're talking through it, like, 
I feel like they didn't have to kill him. Like they, we've they've easily blown in and rescued so many people. Yeah, mm-hmm. but Luke is unfortunately like, well, I'm plus he's talk. stuck in the fucking catacombs. Yeah, underneath rubble. Yeah, he's probably not gonna make it anyway. If he does, it's a miracle, and we'll save him. But yeah, exactly. Instead, blow him away. Who gives a shit? That's probably better. It's like more of a mercy killing at that point. So she does have compassion. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I mean, I get it. It's a good narrative moment. It's just when you're saying. Like the plans are in place, like everything's happening already. I mean, it's happening like, right it, now. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's basically what is he going to give up? What kind of detrimental stuff is he going to give up? That I, I guess people's names. Yeah, that's the only thing. Skylar. Maybe other people in the resistance. Yeah. Doesn't matter. Right. Eventually, you meet up with Skylar again, and there's talk about we got to save the Kesslers. And eventually, you find out that Kessler is back at work at the place where you uh, originally went in the beginning of the game, Doppelsig. Mm. It all comes back to Doppelzig. I've been saying that for years. You have been. <laughs> it's on your license plate, Doppelzig. Yeah, I know, right? So you go break into Doppelzig again and save Maria Kessler, and then you're like, I'll find Kessler. You can just get out of here, and then you save Kessler. But he's like, nope, you got to destroy this place. Mm-hmm. You're like, all right. So then you blow up the whole thing, and you escape in an airship. Oh, to an airstrip. Yeah, because then you fly back on a plane. Mm-hmm. So now you blew up their atomic research place. Which is in Germany. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. And now you're going well, back to Paris. It's, it's not very far from France. I'm not. I'm not good with geography. Yeah, I mean, this was the days of there had to be an open world, but in this game, they've done this in like Grand Theft Auto too. Where also where they'll put you on a plane, send you to another map, and it's like a super small map that just to give you something different than the city yeah, you've been in. Yeah. And then give a reason for why you can't explore, and you have to come right back. Right. So then you get back to France, and now there's like full revolution in Paris. That shouldn't be a revolution. It should be just called resistance or whatever. Resistance, yeah. yeah. Resistance is a type of revolution, I suppose. Well, revolution has a different context. But I'm anyway. I'm trying to help you. I know. Just, <laughs> just take the win. Yeah, just take it. Just be like, yeah, you are awesome. But she's like, as Skylar tells you that, uh, yeah, hey, Jerker survived that like thing when you tried to blow him up in a car. <laughs> get the fuck out. How? And then... You're like, well, I'm going to go get Dierker. And Veronique's like, I'm going with you. Oh, no, no. Veronique's like, I'm staying with the Resistance. You go. I yeah, speak that yeah, up. yeah. I'm all about the cause now since I had to shoot Luke in the face. <laughs> yeah. It's like a Highlander. I gain his power. I'm kind of all in right now, guys. Yeah, isn't you know? she like, I don't know if I could do this. And you're, and you're the one who's like, yeah, you can you can be the leader. Yeah. Now. And, yeah. You, and she's like, oh, yeah, I can. <laughs> yeah. yeah Luke's next dead. One, you're right. <laughs> like, she's the leader. And she's like, you're like, all right. And then you kiss her. And you're just like, meh. I kind of. Yeah. It doesn't deserve any kind of emotional no, there weight investment. None. It's like, oh, this is your friend's your friend's sister you just kissed when Yeah. Like, it was pointless really. And there's a whole scene of you chasing Dirker up the Eiffel Tower and fighting him. Blah blah blah. And uh you get to the top of the Eiffel Tower and eventually you just shoot Dirker off the edge. I think if you wait long enough he'll jump himself. Maybe. I I don't know. Because he's disgraced all he's killed all his other I didn't. I didn't even shit. feel like figuring it out. I was like, "All right, you shot him. He fell off. Either way, he was gonna die." Yeah. And then it's kind of like you get down, and you're like, "I'm just started killing Nazis, and the game's over." Nope. Yep. <laughs> it's like it's not over. Yeah. This just started. I don't remember my timelines, but Paris was uh, was occupied for like four years. Yeah, they don't really. Uh... It wasn't until the Allies came and rolled through town, and they didn't get. To I guess. The shore. I guess it could be four years later. No, it doesn't make it. Well, what was the resistance doing that whole time? <laughs> well, let's go to the wiki and find out when the great Nazi Grand Prix were in Paris. 
I swear to God, you think they're real? I don't know. Grand Prix Nazi Paris. 1939. There was one for me. <laughs> yeah. French resistance included several Grand Prix drivers. That's pretty awesome. Oh, that is pretty neat. Huh. There's, a, there's a story from the New York Times, 2008, three Grand Prix drivers who became wartime saboteurs. So I think this might be a little bit more... Based in reality than we gave credit yeah. for. Yeah. I could believe that. I'll tell you what. If you asked me to tell you what the accurate real-life events were, <laughs> I wouldn't have picked a, an ex-Grand Prix driver now a saboteur. I would not have picked that. No, no, definitely it was definitely something somebody learned in a history class and was like, that'd make a great game. Yeah, that'd be a cool Grand Theft Auto type game. But yeah. That's it. That's the game. We did it. Yep. We got through it. Finally. We're better people. Fucking hell. Pretty sick story, but uh, let's see how we have, uh, what opinions we have about it. And we'll start with, uh, I guess I should start because you started last time, Sir Chomslet. Yeah. Okay, I'll, yeah, I'll ask you some questions. All right. Oh, cool. What do you got? Did watching this video make you want to be a saboteur? <laughs> okay. Okay. Was the story pretty good or did you find it quite a bore? Ooh. Not bad. Now, 27 stars. How much did this game score? I knew you would go the easy route, but it was the right one. You had to. Had to. I had my finger over the boo button. Didn't have to use it. <laughs> did not have to use it. Very good. Okay, so... Did this video make me want to play it? Kind of, because I remember this game coming out, and I remember at the time I didn't play it, not for any specific reason, just I was playing something else. Right. And I was like, that game looks interesting, and then I had a roommate playing it, and he said it was fine, so I was like, ah, whatever, and I just never got around to it. All right. That's fair. When I was looking up and researching this game, a lot of YouTube videos that came up that said the Saboteur, a hidden classic or something. Yeah, yeah. I, saw, I saw that after I was looking. I was like, really? I never heard of it before. Yeah, yeah, I I do remember it. I I just never got around to playing it. But did it make me want to play it? Kind of. I mean, it. I think during those PS3 days, like, really cemented me in a love for gaming. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of why I'm playing Infamous Two now. It's just the way those games handle. There's like a looseness and an arcadiness to them, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it's still fun. Yeah. And I think I just love like games from that period. So yeah, sure, I'd play it. Right, fair. Did the story work for me? Um, there was a lot going on here. I'm sure there was all kinds of side missions and threads and stuff you could go down. Uh, but the main story, I mean, there's not much more that's captiva- captivating than a resistance fighting the evil empire. I mean, that's what Star Wars is built on, guys. Like, yeah. <coughs> Bad comparison. We talked enough about Star Wars last week. Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah, all right. <laughs> we'll never talk about Star Wars again until I think If you ever want to reference Star Wars, reference something else that alluded to Star Wars. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Okay. Reference a reference. Yeah. <laughs> reference a reference. Gotcha. I'll I'll work on that for next week. But yeah, so the story worked for me. I really we didn't talk about it, but I really love the mechanic where the game is in like black and white and when oh, you yeah. liberate sections it turns into color. Yeah, that was kind of cool. I like that. It, I'm not going to lie. It took me a, a couple of watches to see what exactly was happening there. Because <laughs> there's like a big explosion of light. I'm like, is that an explosion? And it's like, oh, nothing happened. Oh, it changed color. Well, why did that happen? <laughs> well, in the very beginning when you're with Luke and you blow up that fuel depot, it changes. And I love how they made it part of the game. I love it how Luke's like, it feels different now, doesn't it? Yeah. Like there's something else in the air and it's the world's in color. Yeah, that was pretty cool. I thought that was really cool. I really liked how they did that. Um, I liked Sean Devlin mostly as a character. I mean, he's mostly just a blow-up machine, 
Uh, there's so much stuff going on around him that he doesn't really develop that much of a personality other than flirting with Skylar and trying to get with Jules' sister, Veronique. Yeah, they don't, yeah, they don't go into any of his backstory with any of that. No, but they set it up like he's going to go after Veronique the entire game, and then all of a sudden Skylar walks into town. It's like, oh, hey, how you doing? We used to hang yeah. out. I always thought home. it was like Veronique was just a good friend, and he was just watching out for her. Kind of like a big brother thing. Yeah, yeah. Like he had to step in for Jules. But he kisses her at the end. Yeah. Yeah, but it's France. It also it was France. Not, it was an awkward kiss. To anybody, well, maybe playing the game is different, but watching all the cutscenes, it doesn't even make any sense. They're not even like yeah, really, like romantically entangled. And she and she just got like this big responsibility of running the resistance, and then he's like, "All right, I'll kiss." It was more a congratulatory kiss. And coming to think of it, all the stuff that was talked about about. Sean liking Veronique was like someone else busting his balls, like yeah, Jules yeah. being like, "I knew stay away from my sister." He's like, "What are you talking about, your sister?" <laughs> yeah. Uh, but I did like how Skylar and Veronique weren't the same person; they had very different personalities, mm-hmm. and uh, I thought they were great. Uh, did, did make me want to play? The, wait, no. Did the story work for me? <laughs> yes, it did. Uh, basing it around true stories, uh, at least you know as far as saboteurs occupied by Nazis, that adds to it as well. So what score would I give it? I mean, it's tough because there's a lot of stuff I really liked about this, but it did feel a little predictable in the frame of a Rebels versus Empire game. Explain your reference. <laughs> uh, Rebels, I mean, just in general, the people rebelling against a larger no, it was, empire. It was, it was not a serious thing. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't specifically a Star Wars, although that's what they were called yeah, Star mm-hmm. Wars, but... Um, anything with Nazis dying gets more points for me, so I'm gonna go with a 13. I'm going oh, high. Oh shit! Ooh. I think it did a lot more right than it did wrong. I think some of the characters might have been a little one-dimensional, but when Luke got shot in the face by Veronique, like I felt it. I was like, <laughs> "Holy shit!" Yeah, I got it. And I kind of lie. I didn't see it coming. No, me neither. There was definitely a couple moments where I was like, "Damn, okay, all right, this is the story we're going with." Yeah. And there was obviously a couple where I'm like, ugh, okay. Fair. But yeah, 13. So that's what I'm going with. All so right. it's your turn, Sir Jump Slap. Yeah, you, you got any questions or something? Specifics that uh, you'd like to me to talk about right now? Did watching this video make you want to blow up stuff like an insurgent? <laughs> did the story Continue. work for you? Or was it just not enough urgent? That's the only thing I could think of, too. <laughs> Detergent? Oh, sick. What score at 27 <laughs> stars do you think you'd give this mergent? Mergent. Mm. That's not a word. No, it is now. Nope. Nope. nope, it isn't. Did It made me want to play it, yeah. I think it did. I think I wanted to play Grand Theft Auto in 1940 anti-Nazi Paris. It sounds fun. Sounds like a cool idea. Uh, did they pull it off? I don't know. I didn't play it. I don't. I didn't really watch any gameplay either. <laughs> but yeah, it looked fun. Did the story work for me? Yeah, it did. Uh, I like. It's all about one man's revenge mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and this massive other thing that's going on that everybody else is way more involved in, and he does. He could care less. He's just like, I want to get Dierker back now. I want to fucking kill that asshole. He killed my best friend, Jules. And even to the point where Veronique 
shoots Luke in the face to it's like there's something way bigger here than me and my shit. And mm-hmm. she's like, yeah, this is way bigger. Who the hell cares? Let's do it. And it's all just going on and you don't and Sean doesn't give a shit. <laughs> He's like, it's a means to an end. Very one track. Yeah. I really like that. With his motivations. But he's consistent. Yeah, I like that. I like that you're shooting Zs the whole time. I liked the setting. It was nice. I liked the whole fucking black to color thing. Black and white to colors. And it just felt different. It felt like a different thing. We haven't done a World War II game in a while. If we did. (sighs) I don't know. And instead of helicopter crashes, there were Zeppelin crashes. That was cool. (laughs) So, So, score... Out of 27, this is a perfectly average game. So I'd say slightly above. And I'm going to give it a 14 because I I enjoyed the hell out of it. And this video, although it was closer to three hours, felt a lot shorter than that goddamn Star Wars video (laughs) last week. Yeah, it really did. And I think that Star Wars movie I watched was like 35 minutes. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) That was rough. All right, well, it's time for you, Sir Man of the Hour, Dr. Scientist. <laughs> Sir Man of the Hour. <laughs> Sir Man of the Hour. Yeah, got it, got it. Yeah, that's right. That's, I think you nailed it. Did uh, watching this video make you want to play this on the PS3? Oh, nice. Did the story work for you, or was it not good enough for thee? Can you please hurry up? I got a pee. <laughs> what score out of 27 stars do you think you hurry up? I got a pee. <laughs> See what I did there? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Clutch. <laughs> Beautiful. I uh, didn't want to play it. No. Not my thing. Not my cup of tea. Uh, did the story work for me? All in all, I think it was a good story. It was uh, set in something that people have at least some knowledge of. Uh, mm-hmm. It was... You it, think. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who knows what happens in the United States now. Yeah, but They should have some knowledge. Uh, I did like... <laughs> I, I thought it was hilarious when you said that at least it was Zeppelins crashing and not helicopters. <laughs> yeah, it was good. <laughs> That's a good, it's good change of pace. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was just a revenge story, but then there's other shit happening in the background, all you said. Thought it was all right. Uh, it definitely gets points because you're shooting Nazis. Yeah, right. That always adds oh, a yeah. point or two. And uh, I ended up giving it 11 stars. Yeah. That's very respectable. Yeah, what is that, 39 total? Yeah, it's fucking a big one, dude. It's got to be top five. It's uh, 38, 11, 14, 13. Oh, I thought you get 14. All right. No. Nope. Uh, 38 is a tie that we we gave that to Infamous a couple weeks ago. All oh, right. Shit. Another scientist game, huh? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And then if we go back in time, I don't want to really hang around this year to give away spoilers, but Metal Gear Solid, we gave a 35. All right. And Shadow Warrior, we gave a 36. Oh, Shadow Warrior was pretty decent. Yeah. Neat. Yeah. I mean, it was a pleasant surprise. I didn't expect my, I didn't expect to like it as much as I did. Yeah. I didn't know anything about it going in. I think I just Googled video games set in Paris and this one came up. Yeah. Dig it. Dug it. Dope. (laughs) (laughs) Dig it. Dug it. Dope. All right. Well, if we got nothing else to say about the quality of this game, uh, let's go ahead and move into our favorite segment of every week, which is Dr. Scientist Radical Pokemon Lock of the Way. Pokemon Lock of the Week. It would have been funnier if you would have hit the cheese and milk tank button at that time. <laughs> I still got it here somewhere. Where is it? Where is it? I hope they hang them. That's not it. <laughs> <laughs> you want cheese? You get a milk tank. <laughs> I found it. But anyway, Dr. Scientist, what kind of Pokemon do you got for us? Uh, I just felt like uh, talking about my favorite fighting Pokemon this week. 
Ooh. Uh, it's going to be second because Blaziken was already picked. But sure, of course. Okay. Who yeah, yeah. Who's on my who's on my roster team? Yeah. That uh, I'll first get when things become real. Oh, this one? No, Blaziken oh, is. Oh, okay. But this is probably then my second favorite fighting Pokemon, and it's a Pokemon named Heracross. Heracross. H-E-R-A-C-R-O-S-S. Heracross. It's just a bug fighting Pokemon. It's got a big horn on it. And uh, its descriptions say it uh, gets under enemies' bellies and lifts and throws them. <laughs> it's fucking infuriating. It can easily throw an object around 100 times its weight. And I even wrote down its weight here because it's 119 pounds. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I can throw something that's 1,000 like pounds? Six tons. No, not 10 times its weight. 100 times its weight. Oh, Christ. Yeah. Like Math is not great. Close to six me. tons it can flip with its horns. What is the equivalent? Is that like a fucking gar- fully filled garbage truck and you just <laughs> flip over with its face? Six tons is a lot. And it's 4.11? Yeah, 4.11, even better. Awesome. I was going to say, does it look like a Hercules beetle? Yeah, it Yeah, kind of does. That's kind of, I guess that's where it gets its name. Yeah. But, uh, that's my favorite fighting Pokemon. Interesting. Yeah, he levels pretty slow, but I mean... He's throwing around fucking dump trucks. Like <laughs> Could you imagine taking a taking a horn of the face of that guy? No, I couldn't. I don't think anyone can once it's done. It. <laughs> They're dead. Yeah. It's kind of like a fish fin on his face there, but... Eh, it's, it's, it's exoskeleton for sure. Yeah. yeah. We won't hold it against him. <laughs> That's, That's just going to hurt. Pokemon this week is Heracross. Heracross. Going to hurt Heracross. <laughs> I mean, we'll go with that button. It may not have been the one I wanted. <laughs> You're still learning. You're still learning. Yeah. I'm still learning. There's a lot of buttons. Let's go ahead and move into that, our favorite segment of every week, which is Sir Trump Slaps This or That. This. The world or champion of this, this or that. Yeah, you can't beat him. He's the best at it. I'll fight anybody. Uh, every week, Hang him. we ask Sir Trump Slap, we give him seven prompts. He has to decide if it's one thing or if it's another thing. This week, when we give you the prompts, you're going to have to tell us if the person mentioned is a mythological character. Okay. Mm, fictional. Myth. Not real. Well, that's what mythical means. <laughs> or if the person mentioned was actually a real person. Myth or real. Myth or real. Myth or real. Or real. Mythereal. Mythereal. <laughs> Got it. This could be hard because... Yeah, there might be people who are real who are also mythical. Yeah, like Johnny Appleseed. Or King Arthur. Or... Uh, <laughs> uh, the Steel Driving Man. Not John that, Henry. I was thinking. John it's Henry. weird. <laughs> Get out of my goddamn head. <laughs> That's how you win these every week, man. Oh, scientists are telling me te- telepathically. All, All right. right. Are you ready? Sir Chompslap for your seven prompts. Oh, yeah. Bring them on, bud. Remember, real character or completely fictional mythical character? Real. Here we go. Got it. Number one, Robin Hood. Myth. The Red Baron. Real. Paul Bunyan. Myth. Uncle Sam. Real? Maybe. Geronimo. Real. Pecos Bill. Real. Johnny Appleseed. (laughs) Myth. I don't know. I think some of those ones that... Let's see what the answers are. This is bad. I think it did bad. It's not... I mean, for a normal person, it's not bad, but for the standards that you've set for this show, uh, a four out of seven's not oh, gonna cut it. I think some of those ones that are myths were based on real people. Yeah, we'll have to see what the answers are. All right, I mean, there's down. no real Uncle Sam, but I thought there was a person who. No, that's from USA Meets. I think. Whatever. Well, you got Robin Hood at number one as a myth. That was correct. The red. See, I, didn't, I thought there was a real Robin Hood too. Well, someone who's based yeah, that Robin Hood is based on, off of. Yeah. Uh, the Red Baron is a real person from World War One. That's correct. Snoopy. Yeah. 
Paul Bunyan or Snoopy. Yes. <laughs> a real uh, Paul Bunyan is completely made up. That's a myth. Uncle Sam is not real. That's a myth. Mm-hmm. Geronimo is a real person. Mm-hmm. You nailed that. Pecos Bill is a myth. Never existed. <laughs> and Johnny real. Appleseed is real. He did exist. You got that one wrong. I doubt that's real. <laughs> so you got Johnny Appleseed, Pecos Bill, and Uncle Sam in Yeah, I don't know. Those could those are both they're all toss ups, all three of those. Yeah, I think that, I think you got seven out of seven close enough. Yeah, thank you. <laughs> well, uh let's see what the people have to say about that. <laughs> I don't know if they're in your corner. Oh, uh, fair enough. Hang them. <laughs> I hope they hang them. <laughs> <laughs> Whoa, calm down, guys. I Back can't get them all right. Let the audience alone, Dr. Sanchez. Jeez. <laughs> that escalated quickly. <laughs> all right. Oh, that's cool. But all right, let's uh, <laughs> let's say if they wanted to send us a whole, their doctoral thesis on how Johnny Appleseed was a real person that went around planting apple trees. What email could they send that to, Sir John Slap? Well, send that to plottytime at gmail.com, and I'll, I don't know if I'll read all that, but I'll fucking respond. There you go. 100% guaranteed response rate at least the first time. <laughs> so then uh, if they want to get to us faster on the socials, how are they going to do that, Dr. Scientist? At Plotty Time on Instagram or stop by the Plotty Time subreddit and uh, tell us what Pokemon you want to see and what questions you want Chump Slap to answer. Yeah, I'll answer whatever. Perfect. You can also go on YouTube, like to subscribe there. It really helps us out. Or you can head to playtime.com, which takes you to our eBay storefront, which takes you to our store where you can buy t-shirts and other bullshit. That about does it for us. So as always, shout out to Blaine JJ, Drago the Slago, Hamman, and Louise Guzman. More importantly than all that, don't trust Dr. Scientists, and we'll talk to you next time. Peace. Peace. Peace.